Patch, how are you? Good, Lek Dog. I'm good. How are you? Fantastic. And Damo, my friend, how are you? I am very good. I am glad to have this over and done with. All right, let's get straight into it. I'm going to go in chronological order of the day. We're going to go from bottom to top. We're going to talk about every trade and briefly touch on if the players involved were Supercoach relevant. That takes us first to... A trade between Gold Coast Suns and Geelong Catsquid saw Zach Smith return from whence he once he came, and uh, a bloody third round pick came back for him. Zach Smith, guys, demo. I'll ask you first. He was once Super Coach relevance uh, about mm, eight years ago now, nine years ago now. He averaged 67 in his three games for Geelong this year, and he'll be priced... Uh, I don't have the number in front of me, but he'll be priced in the mid-200s to 300s. Is he a bloke you'd even ever consider? Uh, no, I would say it's doubtful he's in that 22. Yeah, he's really just there as backup for wits. Um, Pacharu, what about you? No, no, I can't see him being relevant in pretty much any any permutation of next season. Fantastic, everyone. All right, let's go to the next trade. We're going to whiz through these bastards. The next one, we saw Louis Taylor head to Sydney. Um, Sydney received Louis Taylor, and Brisbane received a third-round selection. Louis Taylor, folks, averaged 71 just five games uh, this year for the Lions. Two years ago, averaged 79.6 in 22 games. Is he someone who you could consider as a cheap little forward line option. No. I mean, it'd be a perfect Tom Papley replacement if they needed a Tom Papley replacement, which they don't. So there's not really... A, is there a spot for him in that side at all unless they turn him into a halfback flanker and he replaces Zach Jones? I, mm, mm, no. 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 I don't even think he is in their best 22 for the majority of this year and at almost 400k where he's projecting out to be. I just don't see him being relevant. Let's... Move on. Damo, I think this next one uh, is going to have some super coach relevancy. All right, Jack Stephen was traded to Geelong for a third-round selection. Jack Stephen is a player that we might be interested in. What do you see in him? I'm interested only if he gets forward eligibility. Now, do we think that that is a realistic option? In the seven games he played, he did play a couple particularly late in the forward line. Do you think... He can scrape in there. Um, Fantasy Freako was alluding to the fact that it would be a formality that he would be a forward mid. So I guess we have to wait and see. Well, if that's the case, lock it in. I think he only kicked four goals. Patch, is Jack Stephen a guy who, I mean, the last two years averaged in the 90s, but prior to that has had several years above 100. Is he someone you're going to be looking at? I'm not convinced I'll be starting him, considering that um, I think it was Stephen Wells from Geelong came out today and said that he might not he might not even be in the best 22 to start the year. He needs to do a lot of work over the preseason. 
um, on fitness and just sort of fitting into Geelong's structure. Um, once he's in and firing, I will absolutely have a look at him. But at, at this stage, I'm I'm not huge on him. But again, a lot of water to go under the bridge in terms of who we get in the forward line, what that looks like, what the prices are. Um, but yeah, if he's fit and firing, you pretty much look at locking him in, especially with Kelly Gorn and midfield minutes potentially up for grabs. Um, but yeah, what, what, what do you think? Do you think there's there's midfield minutes there for him? Yeah, I, I think for sure. I think Wells was just saying that um, to temper expectations, knowing that Jack Stephen has some ment- has had some battles with mental uh, mental health issues. I'm yeah, I'm pretty confident that he'll be there round one, and I think the projections, my projections, have him coming out about four hundred and one, four hundred and two k. Might be a little bit more, might be a little bit less, uh, and at that price, I'm willing to take the gamble if he's named in round one next year, and of course is forward eligible. I'd love to spend more time on Jack Stephen because I think he's got real fantasy relevance across the board next year, but we have to move on, fellas. We've got to get to all these trades. Callum Archie, who uh, moved from the Gold Coast, went down the highway to the Brisbane Lions. Just the one game in 2019. Uh, He scored 82 points, which is decent, but do you see him, A, being in the best 22 at Brisbane? He's is he going to play in that halfback? Is he going to compete with Birchall? Who gets it? And do you see him having any sort of super coach relevance? Damo, what do you think about Mr. Archie? I don't know too much about him, but the Lions are probably the most super coach relevant team at the moment. So I guess we can't really rule him out on in that regard. Yeah, it's, he's an interesting one as well. Um, his price... Uh, you're going to go off probably his 2018 average. He's going to be dirt cheap. And if he is, I don't know where he's going to be um, selectable in Supercoach. You'd suspect he'll be in the defensive line. And if he can, at 298-ish K, um, he's one to consider. If he can find a role in the wing. Do you have any insights, uh, Patchy Boy, into Calamache? No, absolutely none. I knew very little about him as a Gold Coast player. His averages in the 50s over four seasons don't excite me. But again, as Damo said, Brisbane are very super coach relevant and they're good at making players super coach relevant. I mean, if you can make Lincoln McCarthy an option for people can genuinely consider, then God, he can do anything really. You could turn Zach Clark into the oldie Matthew Lewenberger or a Max Gorn. I don't know. Um, one to watch, that's for sure. But the price is likely to put me off. Um, if he's around 300k, it's just an awkward, rubbish price. Um, but we'll see. I love it, fellas. All right, we'll move on to the next one. And Damo, I think you can probably cover this one for the most part. I'll read it out and you can bloody talk about it. Bradley Hill came to St. Kilda uh, and with a third-round pick. And across went uh, Blake Akers, a first-rounder, a third-rounder, and a future second-rounder, and a future fourth Rounder, how did you see the deal for your boys and how do you see, first of all, Blake Akers fitting into that Fremantle side? Well, I like Blake Akers. I think that he's going to be really good at Fremantle. I think this really benefits the the, the Dockers, especially with who they've traded out. Um, I'm interested in him only if he keeps his forward eligibility, though. Do you... You think he's going to play a forward role, or do you see him running on a wing, or where, where do you see him fitting in? Um, he was promised uh, inside, mid, and wing roles. So looking at numbers, he should be about three hundred and eighty-ish k. 
as a forward option, maybe that's enticing. I think he's in Freya's best 22, but I don't know. But how do you feel? You lost Bradley Hill, and we'll talk about him in a second. Well, how do you feel about the deal as a whole, uh, Damo? I think I think it was pretty fair in the end. I think it was pretty even, sort of in the. I think pretty even in the end. It equates to about the Dockers got pick four and ten and acres if we're talking about the points value. But no, we don't talk about that on this podcast, Damo. You got more than Adelaide got for Patrick Dangerfield, so I think you've done reasonably you, well. You heard me say, but <laughs> I I have to interrupt as soon as draft points are mentioned on the pod. We may even beep this whole section out. Uh, Patch Blake Acres, any any is he on your radar at all? Oh, he has to do a lot to convince me to consider him, really. Um, you know, he's had sort of middling, you know, four years of middling averages. I did see someone, I believe it was, might have been the Phantom tweet that Devin Smith had a breakout year in his seventh season once he moved clubs, and it will be Blake Aker's seventh season next year. I can see the, the comparison of sort of inside player that likes tackling, but by the same token, not convinced Akers is going to, to get to relevance and... Yeah, I, I struggle to, to, at this stage, you know, look at him. If he's got forward eligibility, that makes the conversation far more interesting, but I would be very surprised if he does pick it up. All right, and to the other part of the deal, Bradley Hill. He'll be a midfield eligible player next year for Supercoach. He finished the year at 403k with an average of 84.2. I suspect he'll be up around that 457, 460k mark to start the season. Playing off a wing, I don't see him at St Kilda being a super Supercoach friendly player, but maybe you guys do. Damo, thoughts on Bradley Hill? I'd rather pop my eyes out with a spoon. Patch, thoughts on uh, Bradley Hill? No. Fantastic. Well, let's move on to the next deal. Mark Pitonet, I believe it's pronounced Pitonet, not Pitonet, as people are saying, came over to the Blues. Uh, fellas, I don't know if you've got any input, but I'll just summarise. Um, he's a guy who is going to be priced around 200k, you'd think, and might play two or three games next year. Um, he's probably one to look at in a couple of years' time when Manny Cruz has moved on. Uh, does anyone have any differing opinions? Does Cruiser play the whole year? Yes. So If he's fit. Okay, so <laughs> that means Pitney is too expensive to start on the bench. And if you were to start him, you'd have to be confident that he's ahead of Cruiser, which I'll trust you, like on this, he's not. So I would say pass. Yeah, no, it's a, it's a big pass for me to start the season. Um, you know, if Cruiser goes down in the preseason or, you know, to, even Tommy DeConig, I think they'd... Yeah, it's an interesting one. But no, no. Maybe a downgrade target later in the year if something terrible happens for us. All right, let's move up the road. Patch, an ex-Carlton player, the first Carlton player to move to Essendon in a trade in 16 years. 16 uh, long I, years. I can't remember who the last one was. It could have been Scott Camparelli. Um, I think it was a like a couple of players moved in the same trade period. I think there were three two Carlton going to Essendon and one going the other way. But it doesn't matter because both of us were very young and don't know a thing about it. So, No. Well, you've received Andrew Phillips in that trade. He averaged 92 from his five games this year. I really like him as a ruckman, as a tap ruckman around the ground. He's decent. He's okay below his knees. Um, he t- can take a strong grab. Don't know what that means for Supercoach. Don't know if that makes him Supercoach relevant if he's the number one ruck. At Essendon, how do you see him fitting in? 
Uh, well, it's really interesting. I'm, yeah, pretty sure they'll they'll continue to go with Bell Chambers for one more year and what what I assume will be his final year. Um, so Phillips, especially, he finished the year at 385k. You'd imagine, you know, five games isn't going to get him much, if any, of a discount. Um, and at 350k, for someone who's not locked in as the number one ruckman, I'm I'm not interested. I reckon Draper might be ahead of him anyway, or they might value putting games into Draper ahead of him and use Phillips purely as backup, I'm not sure. Um, but at this stage, I can't imagine that he'll be fantasy relevant next right. year. And his price his price could be anything. If It could be 500k. It could be 400k if he gets a discount. Like I, I think that's going to be rough. I think if you can find him really deep in any of your drafts or any of your keeper leagues, I think there's some value there. But in general, Supercoach, I don't see it. Love the big men, but I don't see it. Yeah, was pleasantly surprised by his highlights reel and on the field I'm genuinely looking forward to seeing what he can do as just slightly bigger Aaron Francis but from a supercoach perspective there's little to nothing to to see there all right and guys the next trade we saw come in was Josh Bruce finally made his way across to the Bulldogs on a four-year deal uh, Joshy Bruce oh, I think it went, went back the other way 32 and 51 so um He'll play a key position role at the Bulldogs. They desperately need a key position player um, with a, you know, his career average is about mid-60s. Um, I'll let you guys look at him. Um, Damo, when was the last time you considered a fringe key position forward in your Supercoach side? It's very rare that key forwards do well on the Supercoach stage. He'll be very good at the Dogs, but not in Supercoach. Yeah, they've done a really good um, yeah, trade period and Bruce will be great for them. But for our sides, there's next to no relevance. Like, what is next on the list? Because my list is out of order. The next trade that went through, Alex Keith and a future third rounder went to uh, the Bulldogs. And in return, they got a third round pick and a future second round pick. Alex Keith, uh, 18 games this year for an average of 76. Um, obviously, he's had that leg break in the off-season and, um, you know, he'll come in in the sort of high 300s to low 400s for his price to start next year. Yeah, I'm intrigued by by Alex Keith. I'm not writing him off just yet. Um, obviously, you know, not a not an average to write home about from his first full season um, or full enough of, of 18 games. But he's got a couple of promising signs in there. got three tons, 107, 109 and 108 in there and then a bunch of you know, really consistent, you know, a floor of about 65 um, thereabouts. Damo, do you, you know, as, as someone who gets a lot of contested marks, picks up a lot of contested possessions, is he someone that's on your radar? No, not really. No? All right. Well, I will just, I'll shut up then. I'll just, I, I, I think he's got a good floor, not necessarily one to start with, not, maybe not even one to pick next year. Um, a good one for, for a draft league. Um, if you get him at a low pick, but I, I'm quietly bullish on him, potentially. Like Doug, where are we going next? <clears throat> Sorry, need, need to... um, right, the next trade that went through was another trade that involved your club, uh, Patchy Boy. Tom Cutler comes to Essendon. He comes off only playing three games last year for an average of 78. Averaged 81 across 18 games in 2018. And, you know, he'll be priced 
with no discount, I reckon about 420k. If he gets a discount, you could potentially get all the way down to 340k. Um, I'm not sure. He'd probably be mid eligible only. You talk about him um, if you know anything about the man. Um, Damo almost knows more about him than I do, but he, he from all accounts, he tore up the Neeful, um in Brisbane's exemplary year. Um, in that competition, was a sort of inside midfielder more than a winger, which is what he's sort of been flouted as um, in the media. I think he'll be a brilliant get for the Dons. In terms of supercoach relevance, it's hard to say and it's hard to make that call um, without knowing his price, but I'm not... Yeah, from the supercoach perspective, that price is just a really, really awkward proposition. And while I think he slots pretty much straight into the midfield, there's... You know, he's not guaranteed to, to play every every game. He needs to earn his spot. Um, we'll, we'll see. Damo, what, what do you think? He was a great cash cow in his first year, but he hasn't really been on the radar since as a selection. I think he'll be one where a body of work may be required before we make a call. Yeah, at worst, he could be a round three corrective if he comes out and scores two, you know, two 120s in the first couple of weeks. I don't think it'll be happening. Um, but yeah, at this stage, he'd, he'd be a, a relatively firm no for my liking. Now, this next bloke that got traded, um, Zach Jones finds his way from Sydney down to St Kilda. Zach Jones is a really interesting one for mine. Um, he's played 90 games. He's 24, with 25 going into next season. Um, averaged 85.7 last year. Um, really excelled for the Swans I feel, in 2019. Um, Should come in priced about 465k for 2020 and only really interests me personally if he's defender eligible. Uh, Damo, what do you think about Zach Jones? Yeah, like you said, it depends what position he is awarded. A few years ago, he was one of the surprise packets in defence before dropping away due to a role change. So he might get a bit more of a set position at St Kilda under Brett Ratton and who knows what I can see him having a run through the midfield um, whether that's just stints or or he starts playing full games and potentially plonks on a wing um, yeah I, I'm not entirely sure but yeah if, if he's defence eligible he's certainly one I'll be having a very good look at and his price could be very friendly as well if it's sort of under 450k um, I don't know one to watch but yeah certainly on the radar agreed This next one's an interesting one. Dan Butler, the small forward uh, from Richmond, found his way across to St. Kilda in a very late deal. Was the emergency for the grand final, so was in contention. Played just the seven games for the Tigers this year um, for an average of 48 supercoach points, which makes him a very cheap option in the forward line, but at... 260k, is he someone you're going to consider? No, pick a rookie. No, pick a rookie instead. No, no. <laughs> I like it, guys. Um, no, the next one. Absolutely no interest. Get out of town. The next one, I dare say, isn't going to interest you either. No. Josh Jenkins finally found a home and went to Geelong. Averaged 80.8 last year, has averaged. 86 as a career high in 2016. Last season, um, as in this season, 2019, averaged 68.4 across 11 games. He turned up once. He had a couple of 90s in there. Is Josh Jenkins as a second forward at Geelong interesting to you at all, Damo? 
I actually think this ruins Tom Hawkins. Interesting, interesting. Talk about that. Well, I don't have any evidence or any sort of feeling to it, but usually when one team has one big banana and then they bring in another big banana, the two bananas go sour. Interesting, interesting. Patch, do you have any counter thoughts or do you agree with the big demo? Oh, I agree with most of what Damo says because he's smarter than I am and it makes me look smart. Um, Jenkins is not someone I would consider, and if anyone does consider, consider please get your brain checked. <laughs> yeah, if, at uh, I think it'll be about 370k. No, no, I suspect it's a, no. it's a no. Good from a trade perspective, and, but from a from a super coach perspective, no. Nah, in the bin. The next trade, uh, the second last trade we're going to cover, fellas, Aiden. Bonner found his way to G to uh, the North Melbourne Football Club from GWS. He's played six games in his career. Last year, uh, this year, this season, he only played two for an average of 41.5. He's, you'd suspect he'd get a bit of a discount on that 250k price tag sitting on him. So, you know, he might be 200k as a forward midfielder. Do we have any consideration in looking at this man patch? Um, I'm I'm interested if he especially if he keeps that forward role he should slot straight into North Melbourne's midfield as a, a big body contested beast that's good for super coach um, if he's got Todd Goldstein tapping it down his throat as well that could be beneficial to him um, if he's midfielder only you probably have to look at it and think you can only pick one of Matt Rowell and Aiden Bonner um, yeah well, one to wait and see but I'm I certainly have him on my watch list depending on how prices fall. Damo, how about you? I don't even know if he fits into North's best 22. Fair enough, Damo. And finally, the last man to make a move. He's been squeezed out of the cap, as they say, at Collingwood. James Aish makes his way to your club, Damo, uh, where I think he'll be a 20, uh, best 22 player, but you you let me know. Um, average 65 across his 13 games this year. I don't know what role he's going to play at Fremantle. You can enlighten us to that. Damo, but uh, he'll be priced about 350k. What do you think? Uh, I wouldn't have thought he would be super coach relevant, but you would think uh, Hill and Langdon out and Asian Acres in. P- pretty simple there. So, so maybe that like half back wing sort of role. But yeah, I wouldn't have thought he would be super coach relevant. Just the one ton this year. And, and Patch, I'm sure you feel similarly. Yep, that price is yuck and needs to get out of here. Right, I think that well, that's that's all the trades. We'll uh, we won't discuss. You know, we've run out of time. We're still trying to keep these mini pods. We won't discuss Papley or Danaher or any of that. We will have something going up, looking at all of them um, as we go on. I think that pretty much does it. Demo, um, one sentence. How do you feel about trade period? You, how how do you feel you've come out of it? Exhausted. <laughs> Lek. One word. Describe trade period. Go. Disappointing. Yes, I'm going to go with exhausted um, as well because, my God, it's exhausted. Um, we'll be still tweeting about it because we've got nothing better to do with our lives. I'm at Patch to the Max on Twitter. Damo. I'm at Damo SC. Lekdog. At Lekdog SC. Wonderful. We'll be over on the website as well. Jump into the comments. Um, you know, if you're not subscribed to the podcast, subscribe to the podcast. There will be more coming. Um, you know, as, as the weeks head forward, um, yeah, keep a lookout, keep commenting, keep adding us with stuff, and we'll see you on the flip side, community.
I've also realised that this whole conversation is going to be on the recording, so Lex's going to listen yeah. to all of it. Yeah, oh god, he's the worst. I hate that Lex dog. He's so bad at the things. <laughs>